Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we discuss LSU's victory over Ole Miss and look back at 2020 and what changes we expect to see this offseason. showed you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. One team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team one podcast. One team one podcast. One team one podcast. Welcome back, guys. One team one podcast. It is a breaking news episode of One Team One Podcast. First of all, it's our 50th, 50th episode. Yeah, I got they, nothing. You guys didn't think that we would make it to 10. No. I and here we, we are. make it to 3. 5 breaking news. <laughs> we have breaking news on the podcast. Bingo. Um, and actually, we, we tweeted about this five hours ago. But sounds like everything is... Uh, Ogeron and uh, Derek Panamski, the Polish prince, have decided they could let all this news out now, mm -hmm. uh, even though it already got leaked out about five hours ago. Yep. Um, By your boy. Yeah. So we I, we already kind of know it mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Um, Bo, Bo Pelini is apparently gone. Um, so that's not necessarily surprising. I no. think what's surprising about that to me is that it happened this quickly. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that it would probably wait until January 1st because your buyout money would have probably been reduced. Right. But it's uh, from what I've it, heard... That might still be what's going down. Well, from what I heard is Bo Pelini went to them also and they negotiated this right. anyway just to mm -hmm. go ahead and get this done. Let's go ahead and move on. Right. Yeah, so well, what the report from Cabina said was that... Uh, Bo Pelini is expected to be fired, so that might be what they're doing. They just so have to hold off. Yeah, the paperwork may just not go through until uh, whatever, a week and a half from now. Right. Um, it's not necessarily surprising. I no. just thought I didn't think you'd hear the news this quickly on yeah, it. Yeah, I thought I thought we were gonna have to wait a little while for that. <coughs> well, maybe we prompted it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, probably so. Um, you're welcome, LSU. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Tiger Nation. <laughs> um, now. What did happen also so far is Bill Johnson is retiring, um, and Bill Bush is gone. Bill Bush is gone, which right. that is that surprises a lot of people. I think that was the most surprising news of everything. Yeah, uh, even that we we had heard too right. is everybody was like, "Wow, he was such a strong recruiter." Mm -hmm. um, 
I think I mean, this. The, I think that what this shows you was the internal problems within this team this mm-hmm. year, and I don't think anybody's ever going to know the full story yeah. of what really happened behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tells me that there may have been a problem with, first of all, Ogeron and Aranda, and the way that went down. Bill Bush and Aranda were tight. Um, yeah, I think yeah, they were. Uh, I think Bill Bush and Corey Raymond had some problems. I guarantee Bill Bush goes to Baylor after this. Uh, man, I that wouldn't surprise it. me at all. Guaranteed. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I think there was some uh, uh, Corey Raymond stuff with this, too. Like, they – not only th- th- this – they have a guy who can coach the entire secondary now. So, that that's – why are we wasting a spot on a guy, a position coach – and he is a good recruiter, but Corey Raymond is too. Like, I don't right. see – you know, Aranda liked him, and he wanted him to come in. I had no problem with it. We, LSU is able to pull in so many coaches that are good recruiters. Well, like now I'm, not, I'm just not worried about that. Yeah, now you start hearing about, like, there was a problem in the locker room. I don't right, know what to really know, but like, all okay, I know is all that smoke leads think to something. about this, too. Bill Bush was the safeties coach, and the safeties were probably the weakest part of the defense all year. There was so miscommunications like, so all like over that really defense. He was really doing a great job this year on the field, at least. And then it, now you start hearing stuff about Bo Pelini, like, and you didn't hear about any of this early in the year, mm-hmm. but it looked you could see it that he wasn't actually invested in, in his actually, time as actually, well. I did hear that after the Auburn game. You that did. He was, uh, well, that someone told me that they uh, they heard that he go he went to Geno's like three or four times a week, and you know he was the Last one in, first one out okay. type of guy. You heard that? Uh, yeah, I'd heard that a um, month and a half ago. Well, Jordy Collada is saying that he's third most rounds of golf played at the U Club. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Those guys are uh, no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other things that we have heard uh, today was that uh, Ensminger will be reassigned. Right. Um, now, what that means exactly, I don't can't even answer that yet. But um, you know, I go back to Ensminger when he was a tight ends coach yeah. and was asked to be the, the offensive coordinator and really was doing it reluctantly, right. just to kind of help the program. Yeah. Um, I could easily see him going back. Right. He's a lifer, and yeah. everybody knows that. And well, yeah, I think you gotta keep Steve, Steve Ensminger with LSU. I think. He's, I, th- I, I think I he's no clearly very valuable to the team. He was actually a good recruiter, and he and worked very hard. Yeah, you know, I was actually. I'm almost at a point where, like, if he stayed offensive coordinator, and we just we did the Joe Brady uh, system again, we just hired a really good passing game coordinator. Mm-hmm. I honestly would have been fine with that because I think Steve Ensminger is a good play caller, and you know he just had a lot of stuff go wrong this year. He's, he's I think he's competent at the very least. Okay. Well, and uh, so the other news that we had heard is that uh, defensive line coach, I've, I'm hearing Bo Davis is actually wrapped right, up. Right, right. Which is, yeah. I'm, uh, let me tell you this. I've been wanting been Bo Davis to be our defensive line coach probably for 10 to 15 years. Carl Dunbar or Bo Davis, one of the two. And where They're is both he now? He's with the Colts? He's with the, the Lions. The Lions, that's right. Yeah, he's with the Lions. Um, man, I, I've been waiting for, for – one of those guys. So why would he go from the Lions to here? I think he might be. Well, first of he all, might be on the way out at the line in Detroit. Either well, that I guess Patricia or just got fired. He, so he's an alum. They're probably about a clear house. I mean, he he's an LSU oh, that's alum. That's right. He did go to LSU. 
Okay. Well, the the fact that he was coaching for Alabama all those years and right. Texas as defensive line coach. Well, was he? Did he play for Saban? No, not for Saban. This he was before. For this was, uh, I think it was Carly Hallman. Oh, okay. It was a long time ago. Okay. Um. So the fact that he was on all these other staffs just blew my mind. Carl okay. Dunbar, the same thing. Carl Dunbar is like a, a long time LSU like great. Um, played we, at the Saints and everything too. A lot of people were hoping to see uh, Kevin Mawai this week. Kevin Mawai. So know. yeah, I haven't I heard the Craig news yet. Oh, uh, um, being a coach, but I don't know. I don't know about James Craig yet. Yeah, um, we had a couple questions today. People were asking us, "Is James Craig on the way out?" Um, we hadn't heard anything about that. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. Um, Could I be. I, I don't really know. I think it's very fluid. So here's the next thing: is that we're hearing from Brooks Cabina. Who ever? Well, people hate Brooks Cabina, Dude, huh? Fucking, I mean, they ready. hate him. <laughs> they hate like, Brooks Cabina. If you want to get some traction <laughs> on Twitter, say something bad about uh, Brooks Cabina. You're gonna get 20 likes in 20 minutes. At minimum, at the very minimum. <laughs> well, like, man, shit. You, you posted that thing just like I was just, just joking, jo- just joking, like not even like in like a everybody mean was way. saying everybody was saying oh it's the oh. last one all the seniors were saying uh-huh. that and then Brooks Cabina says last last, last one of the season or last game yeah, yeah with a wave i don't think he meant it like he's no, leaving no he's not done i don't no. think he meant it like he's so many people thought and that, they that, thought was that that was a, yeah he's like leaving uh-huh. the, the advocate yeah they were like oh i hope so yeah like, oh no bro on, guys i was like yeah he's opting out too and like and i don't Love Cabina, like he posts some stuff that I'm like, eh, that feels like a little clickbaity. Well, like I think he does a fine job. Jake Bambino hates him. I can tell you that. Yeah, hates his no. guts. I mean, we don't we don't have to disguise the name anymore. He has his block, so he won't see this. No, he's Jake Bambino. I like it. I like it better as Jake Bambino. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So the next news was the Brooks Cabina. Getting back to that, he just said something about, um, you know, with the buyout of Polini. Like his his budget for hiring these new coaches or or reshuffling the staff, it was going to be like a five million dollar like budget. Yeah, and some of that buyout was going to be included in that. So, mm-hmm. what it means to me is they're going to have to shuffle in a more economical way, and I don't think you're going to be seeing like big splash hire out of like one of those coordinators. Which means I think it's Russ Calloway as your OC. Coming in as your sense. analyst, cheaper money to take over that position. See, that's actually that's why I think that we would promote him to passing game coordinator. I mean, just like if I if I had And so you have Ensminger at OC and him at Yeah, that, that makes sense in my head more than promoting Callaway straight to offensive coordinator. Could I I I don't know. I, I just have this feeling that Ensminger is not wanting to do that anymore. Oh, okay. Um but I'd also heard that both both coordinators are getting replaced. Yeah. So well, there you go. Let's just do it, man. Like yeah. it, I'm all for it's it. kind of like it's kind of like last it. year. Like Brady should have been the offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Like yeah. And it, it and I was just on the phone with with Billy. You're, so I was just talking to him about like if we were going to try to go after a big offensive coordinator, who do we go after? And I just said I only have one. <laughs> I want Joe Brady, and an offensive coordinator. Yes, no shot. I exactly no shot. Like I think you try, and you you waive three million dollars, but if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. 
Well, he's making more than that in the league already. Do you know? We don't know how much he's making. I thought he's making like four. No, we have no idea how much he makes okay. as a salary. Now, he wants to be a head coach in the NFL, so he might just say, no, nah, thank you, but uh, I'm uh-huh. on a track well, already. Well, like that's what I'm saying. I think the only job he would take at LSU is head coach. Right. I think that's the only thing that he's would be interested in because he will be getting head coach offers in the next couple years yeah. at least. But after that, I think that you – you keep it stable as much as you can. I have no necessarily huge problems with the offense. There were some issues that I saw with the offense yeah. this year, but yeah. I, th- I always felt like they were all correctable issues. Yeah. But maybe I think the offensive line is one feel, thing. You know, we kept the scheme. Like we said all, all offseason, we were like, we're going to keep the scheme. It's the same scheme. What we didn't talk about, I guess, was uh, the mindset of the offense, which I think is the biggest thing that changed. Right. I think we were a lot more conservative at times this year, and it kind of bit us in the ass a lot. Yeah. Um, I can think of it a couple times, like against Florida uh, late in that game. I mean, granted, we won the game, so like it's hard to complain. But, right. Uh, there were a couple times late in that game where if we would have just like stepped on the gas pedal, like I think we could have like really taken control of that game, but we, you know, fiddled around, ran the ball a couple times up the middle with Josh Williams and, you know, had to kick a field goal instead of potentially scoring a touchdown. Hmm. Um, I just saw something. What was that? It, this can't be right. No, Say it's it. a fake. It's a fake site. Never mind. What is it? Uh, no, no, no. Say I'm not even saying it. I almost got duped by a fake Twitter. Say what it was. No, 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 no. It, it was, was fake. like Say what it was. we were going to get, we were going to hide. We've already set the defensive coordinator hire and it's some guy I'd never even heard of. And I was like, wait a second. And then you realize it was Barrett Salee, but it's a fake Barrett Salee account. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. You almost got me. You didn't get me. Suckers. Um, Go so what was the other news? So I, I think that, I think that it lines up that you're going to have Russ Callaway. Um, okay. I think that that's going to be your OC. Everybody's been r- ranting and raving about him. I think yeah. it's just the time just to make the change. I think I do think though that you keep a guy like Ensminger on a staff. You just have him at like a. T- I think it's tight ends coach or if you want to call him like a quarterbacks coach. I don't really care. I, I think he's going to be on the staff. Yeah, and it's going to add to that stability. Assistant head coach, basically. That's his now role. defensively, we're changing it. Um, you got a new defensive line coach, oh, a new man. coordinator, um, and you know you're gonna have Raymond over the entire secondary. And Pelini was linebackers coach. So you're gonna have a new linebackers coach. I think that, um, I think the defensive side screams more of internal issues than the offensive side does. I agree. I think the I think there was a Raymond and Pelini issue. Um, I think there was a Raymond and Bush issue possibly as well. And this might've been animosity from a long time ago when Raymond was basically, he was the secondary coach and now he's like a cornerbacks coach. Yeah. Like, I think there's still that, that stuff. Too, bro. I, I think there's a lot of that. And honestly, yeah. I think players have their favorite coaches too. Mm. That old, I'm telling you this, I go back to this, this when Derek Stingley ran up to coach Ogeron, uh, at, in the Alabama game and was, was, like hot about mm. not covering Devonta Smith. Smith. Yeah. Why is he going to Ogeron? Yeah. And not going to Raymond and not going to Pelini. I think there was some problems. And then he doesn't play the next two weeks. Yes. And he's hurt, quote yeah. unquote. Dude, Which I, he may have been. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I was watching him warm up this week. He looked fine. Okay. That's what I saw. I, I mean, 
granted. I, I've I've thought about this a lot too. I think you. you I'm only watching him jog around and stuff. But some secret suspensions okay. and secret, almost like secret opt outs. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what it felt like. I do like that Coach O keeps all that in house. Some of it. That's that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, he keeps what he can in house. I think his house was on fire this year. Yeah. I mean, there was, um, yeah, there was only so much he could do this year. Man, all right, we can go ahead and just recap 2020 and talk about Ole Miss if you want, but. Yeah, let's talk Ole Miss first, and then we can maybe okay. go big picture. Um, I mean, shit. <laughs> Keishon Butte is. <laughs> man. He's going to be one of the best receivers in our history. Yes, I. he, he was fantastic. I mean, he already broke an LSU record. And he just not looks a, so. Not a freshman record. No. A record record. A record that I thought <laughs> would never, ever, I would ever see broken. So, okay, talk about that record because I actually don't know anything about it. All right, Josh like, Reed right. uh, against Alabama. This is 2001. It was Rohan Davey. Rohan Davey. Right. And Rohan had like 500 yards passing, something crazy. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Reed had 19 catches for 291 yards against Alabama. Um, and we beat Alabama. We should have beat them by worse. Uh, it was Jimbo Fisher's offense, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we should have been much worse. We beat them 35 to 21. Josh wow. Reed's just catching balls all over the place. Josh Reed had this five hundred yards, scored thirty five points. I know. Should have beat him. Some Kyle Trask should have beat him like fifty something to twenty. Uh-huh. You know, um, but Josh Reed just had this ability of of getting so open and getting so much separation. Yeah. He wasn't the fastest guy ever, but he had like this really quick lateral movement. So gotcha. whenever he came out of breaks, he was just like so fluid. Uh, but he was a running back that was that was moved into a, a wide receiver position and then mm-hmm. blew up. Um, but, man, he, he had a fantastic year that year. I mean, he, was, he won the Bolitnikoff that year and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was, I mean, 291 yards. I just never thought I'd see another LSU player get that. I've never in person seen someone receive for 300 yards. I mean. I <laughs> just, every time we had a big play, I was like, And, you know, it was the was same that? route oh, every time. Just it, crossing routes. Yeah. And it was like, it, not it was, like. He just like not shallow. He just crosses, adjusted the depth of it yes. sometimes. It was almost <laughs> just like a, a deep end or something like that. I mean, yeah, he took a couple. I mean, he had one of his touchdowns was on like a two-yard crossing route. I'd love to go back it. and see like a um, maybe if there was a camera that was just set on him on that game. I bet you there's not, but just to kind of see his not. breaks, mm-hmm. I'd love to see what those looked like because he had so much room, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they were playing zone. Almost just doesn't. Know what Defend a crossing route. Man. Okay. Well, we we we're laughing, but this was Mississippi State against us. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't believe point. Mississippi State didn't break now, these records. On. We're going to get into the season recap in a minute. Jesus. What else? I mean, Max Johnson looked good. Yes. I just like I don't know how much of this to attribute to like Ole Miss is the worst defense in the country. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Um, I mean, you can't I'm not gonna take anything away from uh, same thing. I don't I take mean, anything like, away know. from uh, Costello throwing for 600 yards against us. Oh, I, I get it. I do. Like we were awful, but you can take everything away from okay, that. Okay, you just how, yeah because of how he performed the rest of the season and how yeah I guess so. Man, um, but, dude. All right, let's get back to this. I know. So we we win the game. Uh-huh. Um, we we were actually up and we let them back in and yeah. here they come and uh-huh. like we can't stop. Air. Right, that was a little bit of uh, us getting a little conservative on. We got conservative, again. couldn't stop anything. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss just dialed it up, and we already yeah. knew that they could score at will against anybody. Yeah. So yeah. it's not surprising that they're scoring against us by any means. Uh-huh. Um, so we win the game, and I, I was just thinking to myself, if we would have lost this game, how the fan base would have been, been like would have been a weird feeling man they i, I think they would have coming off the florida game i think there would have been pitchforks like for bo Pelini at that moment yeah. but weirdly 
What we have here's here's how we weird had, our fan base is. We had Jake Bambino. We had Bo Pelini apologists <laughs> during the game, telling us how many turnovers that we uh, were creating. And and granted, like the turnovers were great. Yes, I agree with you. We were creating tons of turnovers. We did it all <laughs> year. You want to know what our turnover margin is in the country? It's it's got to be number one. We're fifth in the entire country in turnover margin. Fifth. 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 That's awesome. Our turnover margin, I think, is like I think we're at like a plus eleven or something for the year. Jesus, a plus eleven on only ten games. You know, ten games. That's awesome. It is. Can you imagine if we didn't get those turnovers? <laughs> we may be zero and ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude. Yeah, I mean, you had the Mississippi State game where we had we had a, a three a three t- uh, a plus they, three turnover. Yeah, we, we turned them over five times. After that game, freaking Jake Bambino was like, oh, you forced five turnovers. Why is nobody blaming the offense? Because the defense gave up 600 passing yards. yards. <laughs> like, so I kept going down the stat. I, it was baffling me, some of the people that were, like, just all about Bo Pelini and the performance. And, like, then all the excuses came back again. Well, he didn't have any time to prepare with his team. He uh, didn't do this. He didn't do that. He man. didn't have this. Through COVID. Ten, through 10 games, we're still making those excuses. I know. You haven't had enough time at this point? I mean, and I kept having to go back to, like, this is – no, 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 no. This is the worst defense in the history of right. LSU football. Right, right. And, oh, well, that's because th- – that's because – now, here's what I heard. It's, be- it's because uh, the offenses have changed now, though. So five years ago, sure. offenses were different. Now they're now they're bad. Yes. Okay, so I said, no, okay, no. what about last year? Like, no, 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 no. But that's fine. Offenses have changed. Yes. Now all you got to do is compare how our defense is doing to how the other defenses are doing, and we're well, doing worse than all. Of them. Let's listen. To, <laughs> all right, listen to this. Last year, what did we think about our defense? I mean, like we thought it was, it was weird. It was a weird feeling, but it was um, like we got stops when we needed to get stops. Right. All consistently. Yeah. We, we gave up a lot of points, right? Gave up a lot of points, but, you know, we made plays. and Gave up good, yards. Had good players. Got We got crucial stops all year. Had a couple of shootouts. Like, we had mm-hmm. Texas. We had Ole right. Miss was even a shootout, really. It was, we still won by 20, but it was a shootout. Right, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were scoring at will against us. Mm-hmm. Um, in 15 games f- from last year to 10 games to this year, we're equal in yardage given up. <laughs> This year, in 2020, we have three more touchdowns given up than in the 15 games in 2020. And that wasn't even a good defense. No. That's how bad this defense was. Yeah. And I cannot believe that I had to actually defend a firing of Bo Pelini. That's but I did. Unbelievable. That's how fucking weird our fan base is. That, that, was, that was one of the stranger things I've, I've ever never seen. I've never, never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're just, watching. Uh, all I know is what I'm watching. And all I can tell you is what my eyeball, eyeballs see. And here we are. We're firing them. Uh, yeah, thank God. I, dude, I mean, like, are people actually upset about it right now? I, they're I mean, not. I, I think they're happened. I, I think so. everybody is like, well, it is what it is. You got to do it. You got to do it. But yeah. uh, back, but a couple of days ago, everybody was like, you, you got to give them at least another year, right? Yeah. I mean, with oh, all absolutely. the circumstances, the money, the money, the buyout money, where is this going to come from? <laughs> Who's going to write that kind of check right now in a pandemic? Right. Give me a break. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Did you just see what Auburn did? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be like Auburn. They're $20 in a, million dollar bios already? They're in a mess. Yeah. They're in a huge mess because they didn't. They thought they had their guy and they didn't get him. Um, oh, yeah. They uh, thought they had Cristobal. Oh, they thought they had Cristobal. Dude, fucking uh, 
ULL boy said no. He said no. This Jeez. is like Tennessee all over again. Like That's they're going to go down the line of all these coaches. That's bad. So it sounds like the yeah. UAB Apparently guy. Kevin Steele doesn't even want to do the job. Well, I think he That's wants it. Oh, really? I think he wants it. I thought I read somewhere today that he didn't even want it anymore. No, nah, like I think he on his name or something. Oh, I don't know that. But I think he wanted it. But then I thought I think what they were trying to do was have Steele come in and just stay as the defensive coordinator uh-huh. and they were trying to get Napier to come in and take Steele as his defensive coordinator no matter what yeah and Napier said no nah, fuck that I'm gonna hire my own staff so I'll he pass wouldn't, he wouldn't keep Kevin Steele he didn't want to he That's wanted to hire his own staff he wanted weird. the ability to st- hire his own staff and I can't blame him for that sure it's just weird that he wouldn't want to keep Kevin Steele he's been doing a really good job I mean oh, it's kind of like, o- like Ozron coming in with Aranda it didn't fit his scheme at all. So here we are. Yeah. Jeez. Um, try to jam him down the throat. Um, Napier equals Orgeron? Is that what you're saying? No. Steel equals Orgeron. What I was thinking I is if you were going to hire Steel, that was going to be equal to like us hiring Orgeron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A um, little different because I don't think there was a big player attachment to Kevin Steele like there was to sure. Orgeron. I can see that. Um. Or a fan attachment, for that matter. Well, so it sounds like Auburn is looking at Bill Clark at UAB now. and um, But if they don't get him, uh, I mean, Dude. I can't believe they couldn't get him. I think they were. Dude, that's I know, it's, bad. I, they tried to get Steve Sarkeesian. They were looking at him. What about Fickle? Alabama. Fickle. Alabama goes in and up Steve Sarkeesian today to $3.5 million as an offensive coordinator. Three point five. Yes. Holy smokes. That's the reported. Uh, Dude, how can no one grab a hold of Brett Venables either? Uh, he's why he's, is he just untouchable? Well, he's making a, a ton of money at Clemson, yeah. but yeah. I don't. But I, mean, I don't know what the tie is. Money. I don't know what the tie is there. If if anybody's really Somebody's got some dirt on him. <laughs> no, I think maybe he just loves it there too. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's got a very safe job there for sure. I mean, he could be thinking like, all right, so if Nick Saban were to retire one Ooh. day. Venables to Alabama? No. Dabo to Dabo Alabama. Dabo to Alabama. Venables to Vim- Clemson. Actually, maybe Venables just gets whichever of the two Dabo doesn't want. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> not, Alabama's not re- hiring a coordinator to be their coach. Guaranteed. Probably not. No. No, but that's always been the rumor was Dabo was going to go to such Alabama. interesting thought. But Clemson is such a powerhouse now. It's uh, It used to be like, like five years ago, it was like, oh, no-brainer. That's what he's going to do. But now it's like, pfft. I think this is what Would Urban Meyer it? is waking, waiting on is for Nick Saban to retire. And then go back to the SEC? And then he comes to Alabama. Not just Alabama, just over. anywhere in the SEC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He would do it. He That's would do it true. then. That's a good point. That's why he left the SEC in the first place. Okay, so let's go back to 2020. I think this this uh, this season is going to probably need multiple recaps. Okay. Let's um, do, like, quick game by game. Is that what you're thinking? No, just like let's just talk about the season in general, and then like I think there's a lot of like, in, like I said, there's I think there's a lot of internal problems with this team, and um, I think what you're seeing now is kind of like it all unraveling to where you you start seeing people getting let go that you were like eh, I didn't think that was gonna happen, yeah. but it spells because of other problems that were going on. Mm-hmm. There's roster issues still. Uh, recruiting day was great. Mm-hmm. But now we got to like re-recruit some guys over. We had a transfer today, um, mm-hmm. which was Aika. Uh, we didn't know if he back to Aranda. Yeah, he's going back to uh, Baylor, which that has um, 
signs to me right there of what was going on, mm-hmm. which it all it does is it players like Emmis Hernandez. No, it's kind of it's because it was a three four going to a four three, mm-hmm. and you had Ed Ogeron and Bo Pelini just trying to shove the four three up everybody's ass this mm-hmm. year, and nobody wanted to transition from a three four roster to a four three roster. Yeah. Give it some time, and I, th- this is what happens: you pissed everybody off. Yeah. They they you end up leaving because Ica and Shelvin are immediately seven hundred plus pounds of men. That just leave. Uh, Marcel Brooks saw the writing on the wall and left. Yeah. Uh, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it homesick or whatever you want, but he left because he was a 3-4 linebacker. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that kind of stuff immediately, plus the opt-outs because of whatever you want to call it, social injustice stuff, that's kind of what we've always heard is that um, that rubs some people the wrong way with the way Ogeron may have handled some stuff. Um, and then – Guys are leaving. You had Kerry Vincent. Who knows what Car- what's Kerry Vincent gonna do? <laughs> Has anybody heard anything from Kerry Vincent? I have no seventh round. I have no thinking that he's coming back by any means. I think he's well, already declared for the draft. I'm. I think he. Yeah, I think he's going pro. How um, come nobody says any like Jamar Chase? I get it. Terrace Marshall. I get it. Absolutely. First round picks. Kerry Vincent. Yeah. Come on, guy. He was a nickelback for us. Well. Here's what he's banking on. He's banking on. I can run a really fast forty. Yeah, he's gonna run like a four two five. Well, he will forty time, and then like someone's just gonna like reach on him because they're like, oh my god, this guy's a freak athlete. So that's how much he didn't want to play for us was that he was gonna opt out, try his luck with a whole year out of football. Yeah, he probably won't even be invited to a combine. I think he's going (laughs) to the Senior Bowl. Um. Nobody wanted to even talk about that stuff earlier this year, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm like looking around, like, "What?" Yeah, this is weird, right? Yeah, um, but I think it all spelled more problems. Like there were tons of problems out there. Yeah, um, and I, I think I think when we, well, I mean, we immediately saw the problems for Mississippi State game, right? Like the Mississippi State game just kind of shocked everybody. Um, I mean. That was completely something I would have never expected to happen was Mississippi State. Yeah. No, I mean, that was stunning. And everybody's like. I mean, we were 17-point favorite. And we took the we took LSU on that line. Do you remember when we lost? Like, um, we were all like, well, Miles, uh, Mike Leach is for real, right? Yeah. Man, his offense does. No, I remember my whole thing that week was like, well, I mean, like, clearly we're not as good as we thought, but also, like. Mike Leach offense is just built to like right. have crazy games and like sometimes every like now and then they win a some, game like sometimes this. you just can't stop it. Right. Sometimes it just happens. And man, that was off. We were way off. <laughs> Little did we know that this was a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Um, there were no excuses after Missouri. After Missouri, it was like, well, okay, I, yeah, I, no, we suck. Look, after Vanderbilt, we were we're all like, okay, we're back on track. We've gotten no. our mojo back. No, 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 not not true. Because Mississippi State lost by lost to Arkansas. Oh yeah, week. so we, we were, were like, like, holy sh! This is that doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, but 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 we also <laughs> were like, okay, maybe we'll bounce back and, and like it's Missouri, and then after Missouri game, it was it was okay. This is um, this Missouri. Is just what we are. This is just who we are. Yeah, Missouri. Missouri was bad. Yeah. Uh, then when you're one and two, and your two losses were to Mississippi State, and Missouri, who are both one and two. <laughs> Both of them at that point are their only win was against LSU. 
Oh, it was bad. It was bad. With losses to Arkansas and Tennessee. And then yeah. now Miles Brennan's hurt after Missouri. And so we're playing TJ Finley. And at that point, I'm already like, okay, it's a crazy ass year. It's COVID. Everything mm-hmm. is going crazy. Mm-hmm. We're one and two. We both thought South Carolina was going to beat us. Oh, I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought South Carolina was, they yeah, were, they remember, were playing okay. I remember going into that game. Uh, we were a six point favorite, I think. And we were, but we we're both like, I think the wrong team is favored. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, TJ came out and played really well. So he did play well. And they had a little, they had more energy in that mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. I mean, this still Missouri might have just been like a kick in the ass for everybody. Do you remember the uh, the first plays though? Like it was, we scored I think first, and then South Carolina went down the field in like three plays and scored on us, and like it was like an eighty yard drive in three plays. Yeah, it was like boom, 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 mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my go. god! Yep. <laughs> I was like, I need a and drink. And then and then we got like three or four straight stops. Yeah, remember and that? we got we got a pick and six. And it was like, okay, this defense is capable. Like we like we kind of remembered like okay yeah we have good players on defense, uh, and then yeah Auburn I think Auburn, I think Auburn's where it event yeah. uh, like it just kind of just collapsed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think they they were trying to come back and then the Auburn game plan was so bad, um, and you could just see it right then like when we got down against Auburn it was like they quit they literally just quit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it was like, this is going to get really, really bad for us. Um, but yeah. I guess taking us down to the Alabama game. Well, you, okay. Actually, I want to talk about this after the Auburn game. I mm-hmm. always think about after the Auburn game is like the point when we were like, cause I mean, we had three weeks after the Auburn game cause we didn't play a game for three weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just thinking, what is the best case scenario for this team? Like we, we posted, we posted the poll and we were saying, uh, you know, what do you think your, our record is for the last half of the season? Right. Uh, and the vast majority of people said one and four was the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you and I both. Said we were one both and saying four. three. We were both saying three and seven for the end of the year, right? At that point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just didn't think there was we a were way. Arkansas or Ole Miss, maybe we squeak one of those out. And yeah. Then the rest are no. Right. Um. Um, I, I, to me, if I go, uh, uh, instead of going game by game on it, when I look back at this season, we beat, we beat Arkansas. I think that was the only game that we could really beat a team playing the way that we were playing. Yeah. I think Arkansas was the only team that we could have done that to. Like it was the same game plan that you saw against Texas A&M. And we, I mean, we barely did anything against them. If we would have went to Florida with that same game plan, they would have beat us. Um, if we would have played Ole Miss with that same game plan, they would have beat us. Yeah. Like there, w- th- there was no way that we could have continued on that. And I think that's what we said after the Arkansas game. We beat Arkansas, but I was like, look, if you if you go to that game plan for the rest of the year, you're not winning another game. Like, right? And they did change it up. They, I, yeah. I, I even saw the change against Alabama a little bit. Like yeah. offensively, yeah. they were they, they were, were a little were bit more open. More open, like you know, like. Throwing it downfield a little bit more, right? Which is something we were c- kind of complaining about when TJ was playing was not throwing the ball down I, the field. I saw that against uh, Auburn and I hated it. Yeah. I, um, you know, you, you're running all these slants and the, the safeties have crept up because they're trying to stop the run and like you're not going to be able to run against a lot of those teams. The yeah. only reason why you beat Arkansas is because you could run the ball and they only, they only had thirty fucking yards against Auburn. 
for right. a reason because but, we weren't stretching the field. But Arkansas, the reason why you were able to do all that is because they only had like six defensive linemen even dressed. That's true. They were down to like 40-something guys. And they're they're just not very good. <laughs> yeah, they weren't as good. They just I mean, don't have the I, talent that we have. Yeah. They're even close. Um, I this This season could have been worse than yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, we beat Florida, and we were just talking about this before we started recording. Some of the news that we were hearing before the Florida game, I mean, so just remember, you're going from um, Alabama to, to Florida week. You're, you're coming off of a 38-point loss. Eric Gilbert Opt just out. opted out. Right. Um, we're hearing all kinds of stuff with that. Uh, also, we were hearing that you could have another 10 guys opt out mm-hmm. after Florida. Yeah. Um, so say you get beat pretty good against Florida. Um, I don't even think you play the old Miss game. Uh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think you would have had enough guys. They all would have opted out. And I think they saw the writing on the wall as well. But mm-hmm. when you beat Florida and you came out and played hungry like that, I think not only did it save the, the rest of the season, honestly, I think it saved those. I think it saved Ogeron's job. Yeah. I think it might've. I um, think they had something planned up for Ogeron. Um, I think they saw the writing on the wall that he has completely lost the team. There's you hear all, I mean, dude, if you're in Baton Rouge and you, you talk LSU with anybody, you're hearing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you hear rumors about Ed Ogeron right now. Yeah. Like none of them are nice. Um, Here's some crazy stuff. I mean, you have to weed it out and try to figure out what's right and what's not. But when you start hearing this much stuff, like, it's not good for the program. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire, for sure. Exactly. Um, And the amount of stuff that you're hearing, um, you start hearing about Woodward talking to Ed, like, about his job and all that kind of stuff. And now, like, you want to try to tie in some of the, the, the big clouds that are hanging over you and... I think they had something lined up to where they were going to try to tie him into this Title IX stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there was anything there, but I think they were going to do everything they could to, to try to let him go and, and do it without and not have paying that pay buyout. Yeah. I mean, look at, let's talk about these buyouts. Holy Jeez. crap. Yeah. Like, these are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, why why so does Edozron have such a buyout? Why does Bo Pelini have such a buyout? Like, right? We nuts. always we always screw ourselves over with these buyouts, man. <sighs> it's it's unreal. <laughs> but thankfully, we're five and five. I think yeah. Florida with early signing day, and now you get a win against Ole Miss. And I understand it wasn't pretty, but you still get a win. I think that does. Now you're making the changes swiftly, which is kind of what I wanted to happen I, I think you just needed this needed to happen quick like mm-hmm. um and so we saw rajon davis has now decommitted yeah, decommitted when he did that um and yeah, i can tell you this and I'll, i'm gonna give i'm gonna give my boy some credit lon phillips on twitter I saw that when he said Bo, he so rajon davis decommitted um, and then Lon Phillips came out and said, I re- I'm reporting that Bo Pelini has now been fi- let go, and here's the terms and everything like that. I knew it was true. And here's how I knew it. Because, because his, him and his dad, Davis. they mm-hmm. were tight. Mm-hmm. Him and his dad were tight. Yeah. And he got in there with some recruiting scoop, and yeah. Davis told him, hey, this is why we're leaving. And I, I, I guarantee you that's what happened. Yeah. Because um, for some reason – Davis was a big Bo Pelini guy. Which yeah, I'll never understand. 
Me either. Because <laughs> uh, he committed to us before Polini was here. Yeah, it was like Which January. Is, yeah. Yeah. He must have just developed some kind of relationship with him. I don't know. Yeah. I it's just strange because it doesn't seem like he would fit. Seems like he's more of a three I don't, four. I don't, really know, I don't know anything about the kid really. It, other he than just that seems he's a big like recruit. he's more of a three four outside linebacker. I don't know. That's at least that's just from watching his highlight tapes. So. And you want to tell me, hey, uh, here's a big recruit, and here's Bo Pelini. Which one are you okay with? Like, I would rather just let's just get rid of Bo Pelini. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Drop them both or keep uh, them. Yeah, both. yeah. Let's right. drop them both. I like, agree. I like. Maybe maybe the next guy comes in and can recruit him back in, Man. and like I'll take the risk. Fine. Um, so defensive coordinator, what are you thinking? Uh, because I know we're gonna have some budget issues <laughs> here. I, I I don't know how 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 long you think it's gonna take for us to hire a guy. I don't really know. I don't know because I mean it's just a weird. That's year. one thing I don't really know how they're gonna do that. Now I think that some of the obvious names that we we've, we've heard is Derek Mason at Derek Vanderbilt. Mason. Uh, him and O are pr apparently tight. I wouldn't necessarily mind it. Mason is like, I mean, I yeah, just like he how is he's a fiery guy, but he's not a like a asshole, right? You know what I mean? Like at um, least that's the persona. I've always thought of him as a very attention to detail kind of mm -hmm. guy. Um, that's kind of what I'm wanting. Uh, not only with him, but also with the OC. I want somebody that. Uh, all right, there. I understand the changes with personnel from. Um, 2019 to 2020 on the offensive side, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but some of the things that I think that were different weren't necessarily about personnel, but it was more about the details and the fundamentals. Yeah. Same on the defensive side. Like I mean, you thousand get, catches over the summer type stuff. Yeah. You had yeah. guys dropping balls. Yeah. Um, all, all year you had guys dropping balls. That wasn't was there the big Joe Brady thing. Yeah. Wasn't there Nobody a, dropped balls. Wasn't there a stat like that had like Terrace Marshall – John Trey Kirkland. I know after. Uh, Kayshawn like, Butte, they're all in like the top uh, eight in the SEC of drop balls this year or something I like that. I mean, I hadn't seen that, but it doesn't surprise me. I know, dude, Terrace dropped a lot of balls. I mean, he did. Ter Terrace is awesome, but he dropped a lot of balls. He didn't last year. No, he didn't. Well, he actually, he, he had a problem with drops last year too, but uh, yeah, no, he dropped a lot of balls. And I think it's just, it's just, it's a coaching issue. I think it is too. Yeah. I think it is too. Um, I, I just want somebody that can come in and do the same things that Joe Brady did. If Joe Brady's yeah. not going to be here, I want the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Why would you change anything? Well, because, like, I think a big thing was, like, I don't think I, – I, you heard so many coaches during 2019, like, you know how they do those um, – I think 24-7 does it, and they'll do, like, the anonymous coaching scouting right, report yeah, of teams. Right. And, like, the scouting report that a lot of the anonymous coaches would say about LSU was, like, they aren't doing anything incredibly creative. Like, they're doing a lot of the same stuff that, like, like a typical NFL team would do. Um, but they're executing so well mm -hmm. that it's just – they're just out ex executing everybody right. on everything. Hmm. Um, and I think I – think So we're missing about, the Like, the attention to details, right. I think that is that is the thing that was missing this year. And I'm all about and player accountability. And also and Yeah, I'm all and about – opt-outs and all that. It's it – it all plays a part. I think that's why we would always joke about the fight like <laughs> fight like tigers and hearts and yeah. guts and all that bullshit. Yeah. It's because and I don't I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't have effort, but I also think that there was a huge problem with like coaching and people showing up. Apparently you had a defensive coach that wouldn't put in the time. Yeah, well there were plenty of games this year that we lost before we showed up. Right. 
Um, and like, yeah, exactly. You can you can play as hard as you want, but like, you're not as prepared as the guy in front of you. So no, it doesn't right. matter. Mississippi State is the perfect example yeah. for me. We like, weren't we weren't we were not prepared to play that game Which is at all. Ridiculous because it's the first play, the first game of the season. And yeah, how much time do you think Mississippi State had to prepare? And we had an extended fall. I mean, dude, come on, man, that's terrible. How much time do you think Mike Leach had to install that offense? I mean, <laughs> just as much as Bo Pelini yeah. had to install his defense. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean. All that, all that stuff to me. I'm so glad we're done with it because it was just excuses, excuses, excuses. Yeah, it's terrible. And yeah, and uh, there's one guy that always tells me that I'm I'm being ridiculous when I say that because that we're just LSU and it's unacceptable. And I'm like, no, it's not. It, it's not about that. It's just everybody is dealing with this, and you had the you have control of your team mm-hmm. when you were 15 and 0. When you let all these guys walk out the door and go to the draft, um, and you're just like celebrating the NFL draft, even when you got guys that aren't even getting drafted, and you got guys in the fourth, fifth rounds that are getting drafted, yeah, and they should still be on this roster. Yeah. And now you want to come back and you can complain about your roster numbers, mm-hmm. and then you want to jam the four three down everybody's throat, and everybody leaves because of that. Mm-hmm. Then you have. A, opt-outs because of something that you could have controlled mm-hmm. like i'm i'm sorry and now you got to fire your full staff and like i'm sorry and, and look you have people saying like why the hell are we firing bill bush like he's been doing a great job the past couple years like he he actually recruited burrow yeah he got burrow i mean <laughs> yeah, he, he recruited your best player the, ever in the history of LSU and, football. and he, he got a couple other guys too i'm blanking on uh some of his other sure, guys yeah. but uh i know he's got he's pulled some pretty big ones mm-hmm. um I mean, Sage Ryan. He got Sage Ryan. Um, thank God we have him signed. Yeah, thank now God. Now we can let him go. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sign out now. Oh, actually, yeah. you could opt out. but um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll delete that. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, I forgot, I forgot where my point was here. Well, I mean, we were talking about um, Bill Bush. So right, we yeah, well, like – Bill Bush was doing a great job, but because you lost control of this team, now it's like Bill Bush isn't doing a great job. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what was the issue here. Is it the chicken or the egg, you know? I don't either. Um, I think now I think now it's like, okay, this is I this is how I picture that conversation going with Ed Ogeron today. Which like Scott Woodward talking to Ed Ogeron. First of all, he's got his middle finger up. <laughs> he's looking at Ed Ogeron with his middle finger pointed right directly. That's to, just hey, how look, he that's look just how at he me, talks Ed. to Coach O right Ed, now. Ed, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Look at my finger. Uh, but then he's he's basically saying, hey, this is your last shot. Like, you need to get this right, and you're going to get it right now. Like, this, the internal stuff has got to change, and I'm giving you one shot to do it. Mm. Um, and then the uh, Eminem music starts playing. Like, you got one shot. <laughs> Lose yourself. That's get Eminem. It? Yeah. That's what I said, Eminem. Oh, you said Eminem? I thought yeah. you said Tupac for some reason. No, not Tupac. Did I, I say Tupac? I was thinking oh. of Tupac because we played in the um, intro. So I, I think that's kind of what he's, he's telling him is like, okay, you, you can make these changes and here's how, you know, I would envision you making them, but you know, I'm going to leave it to you, but this is it. Like mm. you're on notice, yeah. basically. I don't I don't think that Ogeron's necessarily got a free pass here. I think it's – I think he's probably still got a couple of years maybe – uh, unless things just derail. Like yeah. next year, I think if next year you have a uh, 500 season, I think he's gone. I think if you're six and six. Six and six? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I think six and six, you're gone. 
Um, I th- okay. And it, it depends actually, on all the other things going on, too. This was honestly. actually something I thought about, um, and it's an interesting way to think about this season. Uh, so we went 500, and it's a SEC, all-SEC season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about, like, if we would have had a normal season, a normal schedule, yep. that would be 4-4 four and four in SEC play. And then you have Texas and three Rena wins. Right. Probably lose the Texas game because that's early, early in the season. Early in the season, we were they would have scored season. 60 points exactly. on us. Exactly. Right. So that's probably a seven and five year. No, is that right? Yeah, seven and five year. Right. Um, maybe you go to a bowl game. We had momentum towards the end of the year. Let's say you win the bowl game eight and five. Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, it's not good. It's terrible. Following a, following a national championship year is not good. Um, well, remember, you were, you were preseason ranked, what, six in the country? Yeah. 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 So eight and five isn't great. No, it's not. But it's not, uh, like you're saying, it's not like the it worst was, ever like, or anything We're not like melting that. down right now. Right. If we have our win games. Sure. Um, and, like, we're not feeling great right now. Yeah, and I've never, I've never been one to kind of, like, look at the records like that. Um, and try to compare it. What I like, I, I, I think that's how a lot of people. It, it's easier for a lot of people to think of it like that. Yeah. I think, though. No, I, I get you. I'm I'm all, I'm more looking at trajectory of programs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Like, you know, w- one of my big ones that I was looking at earlier in the year was Arkansas at the time. Like Arkansas was dead last in the SEC last year. Um, I mean, coming off of Chad Morris and then Sam Pittman comes in there, and all of a sudden they're playing hard. Meanwhile, we're coming off of the best team ever in college football, and now we have guys who don't want to play hard. Right, and I'm like by three. What? Yeah, what's the <laughs> problem? And, and, you know, you, you look at one one that's going down, and then one that's coming up, and we kind of met right at the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what I start thinking of is like it's like a stock market, man. And I've used this analogy a million times. Like Bo Pelini was a bad stock man. Like you bought a bad stock. And we, we didn't know how bad it was until it was too late. Well, guess what? Now you can either dump the stock or you can keep it and you can mm-hmm. hope that it comes back. But you've already lost so much money on it that you still feel bad and you have this pit in yeah, your stomach. Just, sell. just go ahead and dump it and let's yeah. go ahead and get another stock mm-hmm. that you feel more comfortable about. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. And I, I wanted them to let... I wanted them to let him go after Alabama, to be honest with you. I thought there was so much bad I didn't see what was wrong with juju around, around him. After, after Auburn. Yeah, I just thought there was so much bad juju around him mm-hmm. that you just go ahead and do it and let your players know that right. we're not going to stand for this anymore. Yeah, like, I heard someone on the radio. I can't remember which one it was on 104.5, um, but they were saying that I, after the Ole Miss game, they were saying that I, we should have just – Fired Bo Pelini after Auburn, let Corey Raymond take over for the rest of the year, right. and give him like a little test run. You right. know what I mean? Um, and I don't see what would have been wrong with that because uh, there was a lot of people that wanted Corey Raymond to get hired as defensive coordinator. Sure. And while I don't agree with that, like, why not give him a shot? Right. Um. Well, you didn't have anything to fucking lose. I agree with you. I mean, Alabama still scored fifty-five points on us. That's right. Um. I want to get to. Um, a voicemail. Um, Go Tigers. And this is from the bear. The bear? Yeah. Um, my audio doesn't seem to be working very fast, but um, I will play. There you go. There's yeah. the bear. Um, we're going to get to some voicemails right now. It's time for some voicemail. Let's hear what you kids have to say.
Okay, so let me pull up old Bear. Bear process safety is where it says. Um, see what he has to say here. Rare occurrence, this is the bear. I say burn it all down. You can keep Corey Raymond if you want. Mm. Uh, yeah. Keep Corey Raymond. Pick so burn a coach down, like... if you want to keep, but the head guy's got to go for sure. Lenhan's mm. out. Ensminger out. Poquini out. Who do I want to hire on the defense? So he's saying Coach I want Jim Leonard, but I don't think I don't that think Coach O is going to hire him, being okay. that uh, he likes Dave Aranda and Coach O does not. I agree with that. I agree. An interesting hire might be somebody like Jeremy Pruitt, who's going to get a let go at Tennessee. Uh, I think I he can think uh, do multiple defenses, and that would be uh, a good proven coach. Terrible head coach, great D.C. As far as offense is concerned, um, somebody like maybe Lombardi. I know you said yes. uh, Saints offense. I like that idea. Throw a bunch of money at Graham Harrell or Ooh, Graham Harrell. hear me out. The Gus Bus. Mm. As always, love the show, guys. Make sure you thank your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Bear Process Safety Guys, bearps.com. Uh, uh, Bear Process Safety, uh, Process Safety Company in Baton Rouge but they can work worldwide. So they actually set up Zoom calls now. They're actually one of the, I guess, leading uh, process safety companies kind of doing this and developing these models to where they can do things. They were they were talking to somebody in Belgium a few months ago, um, but they're also booking their all their appointments for 2021. They're almost full for all of 2021 yeah. with their projects that they have lined up for all their, their, their safety plans that they're trying to do. So. Tons of people I know in the plant and industry work here in Baton Rouge and uh, around the area in Louisiana. Talk to your safety managers and tell them about Bear Process Safety. They're great people. Love LSU. Uh, they would love to do business with LSU fans. Also, uh, we'll talk about a couple other sponsors here. Um, courtesy Automotive Group, Brandon Lejeune. Brandon Lejeune. 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 Brandon Lejeune at Courtesy uh, Buick GMC in Lafayette. Uh, 4750 Johnson Street in Lafayette. Do they're pumping out some vehicles. Um, what they got? Well, 20, 2021, um, I just saw, he just he posted it today on Facebook, and then I went later, and it was already sold. It was a 2021 um, Yukon, and it was like an AT4, which is kind of like a sport Yukon oh, that they have. Yeah. Uh, it was all white. It was beautiful. I'm nice. sure it was decked out and loaded, but sure. they, they don't get a lot of those 2021s just rolling on the lot. You usually have to pre-order those, but when they have one rolling on the lot, you got to follow them on Facebook because when he posts it, it'll go quick. So yep. check out Brandon Lejean. Um, he, he was actually he, – he sent me some of the info on uh, what was going on today. So uh, we got yeah. some hookups out yeah. there. Um, but also, Brandon can deliver cars anywhere in the state. So um, actually, one of my clients, uh, Garcia Roofing, um, that I deal with with the TV stations, he um, set them up on a whole fleet of trucks recently. So he rolled out a oh, whole wow. fleet of trucks to the roofing company here in Baton Rouge. They do it all out of courtesy in Lafayette. Um, big operation they got going at the largest uh, uh, GMC dealer in the state. So check out Brandon. Uh, I'll put all of his information on our Facebook page. Y'all go ahead and give him a follow. Also, La Terrain uh, watches. I don't have it on right now. I have my iWatch on right now, but I have uh, I have a new 
um, lots of rain watch that just oh, got, you got in. another one. Yeah. Nice. Well, no, no, I got one. I got oh, one. You just got the one. Okay. So yeah, I just got one so far. So I have that watch. I wore it the other day. I just got the links taken out, uh, so I didn't have it on just now. But uh -huh. beautiful watch, and I posted it on our social media accounts too. Y'all go check them out, and I gave you your information at the beginning of the podcast. But uh, lots of rain uh, watches. Yeah. Uh, really good watch. Yeah. Put in the promo code OTOP. You, I think at this point, um, some of their deals may be ending. You still get 10% off your, your discount, but they were also having deals where if you bought a watch, you can get another watch yeah. for free. I think now their uh, Christmas is kind of wrapping up for them. I think they're pretty much stopping on that right now, but go ahead and check them out. Um, so what else do we need to discuss? I think we've gotten everything pretty much covered for this episode, right? Hmm. <sighs> Think so. I don't know what else to expect from this week. Um, Maybe any off-season thoughts? What, what are the? Uh, um, what are I think for? with the, I think we're recruiting. So recruiting's going to round out here now. Um, and uh, here's here's one thing that I was going to say. Now that this Bellini business is behind you, I actually think it's more of a positive for your recruiting than it was. Uh, um, then it's going to be a negative. I hope so. I, I think mean, people are seeing, okay, they're getting their shit together a little yeah. bit. Um, and I understand you just lost a recruit, but I, I think that's few and far between. I don't think we're going to be losing recruits because of Polini. Yeah. For crying out no, loud. I mean, you don't lose, you, you, you don't, we were the, we were the 128th class from one yeah, player. We were the 128th ranked defense in the country. We should have fired our defensive coach. Yeah. We I mean, had to. Yes. Yeah. It, there's nothing abnormal about this. And if a recruit doesn't want to come here, it's because of the play on the field. It wasn't because of who we have on staff. Right. Um, so I think there's now the time. I think we'll probably save some money and um, and go with the Callaway route on offense. It's kind of my prediction. Yeah. Is go with the Callaway on the offense, but then we save that money to land a good DC. Um, and I just don't know who that is yet, but we've mm -hmm. heard tons of names. I mean, there's – Derek Mason, there's uh, hell, there's Will Muschamp. What I don't want is I don't want another guy like Polini coming in. Yeah, that is a rah rah guy who kind of gets in people's faces, and it's such a departure from what we saw with Dave Aranda. Um, and he's not smart enough to adapt. Right. I don't think that I we think had part that. of the issue too was that like we say he's a rah rah guy, but he's not like. Uh, I mean. Uh, a lot of his former players say that, like, oh, they love Bo Pelini. Like, he was a he was a great guy. Like, he was a great mentor and right. all that. I don't know if Bo Pelini was really able to connect with a lot of these guys. Whereas, like, Derek Mason is a rah-rah guy. Right. But he's also, like, I think more capable of connecting with the players on, like, sure. a more personal level. Right. Um. Compared to Pelini, at least. I think he is, too. I mean, I think that would be a very good hire. I, and I'll, I bet you you can get him. Under two million. I mean, I, mm -hmm. you're paying. I mean, I can't and believe. Same with same with Muschamp, by the way. That you can get him for cheaper. Well, no, same with on like on. I love Will Muschamp. Like a connecting with players. I level. love Will Muschamp. And right. here's the thing. Of, uh, now, I do need somebody that can defend a spread offense. Um, that that is, if we're going to get into the X's and O's of it, I do want somebody like that. Um, and I know it. I know the game is changing, and I get all that. Um, I did have a good thought about an attacking style of defense yeah um i just think there was a complete disconnection of the it front just, seven and the back four well. <laughs> it was like i i don't know it I don't just know wasn't executed well i think i, I, I think, think so. it was i think it was the right idea i actually do yeah um we always said we wanted aranda to blitz more I, yeah it just i it just has to be more multiple at I least right so. at least right now until you get the right personnel yeah and then maybe you can go 
just straight to what you want to do. You know who was even more multiple was uh, John Chavis. John Chavis was awesome. He was multiple. <laughs> like, John Chavis you know saved how, Les Miles' job. You know how, like, whenever we would play uh, Johnny Manziel and yeah. Texas A&M, mm-hmm. we would come out with this, like, bear look uh, yeah. on a defense, and it would confuse the hell out of him? Mm-hmm. Well, it was he, he changed it up. Like, right. he had a game plan. I remember plan. we had this whole thing for a long time where it was like any running quarterback that we played against was not going to do well against us. Right. Uh, that was the big thing with John with those John Chavis defenses. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit with Duranda too, like we shut down Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he was a Heisman winner. Dude, they were able to put in gay plans, and yep. you just didn't see any of that this year. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like right. It was like it's just the same thing every yeah, week. Yeah, hashtag sl- simplify the defense. Simplify like, and complicate the defense. I can't believe. I thank God we don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> simplify and complicate the defense. Oh my God. Um, uh, all right, let's put this one to bed. Um, right, I'm in. Okay, so. Guys, again, go check out Bear Process Safety, courtesy Automotive Group, and La Terrain Watches. Also, check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is One Team One Pod, um, and also check out our website, One Team One Podcast.com. Um, you can check out all of our episodes from there, and you can go to our shop page. Uh, go check out there. Maybe I'll, maybe I can do like a a Polini shirt now that he's gone, like hey. Fire Polini. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll we'll find out something. Um, anyway, guys, go reach out to us on uh, Twitter for sure. We're very active on Twitter right now. Um, and with that, it's a one team, one podcast. Logan out. We showed you what the goat was last year yeah. when we beat y'all fifty to seven. Relax, big boy. One team, one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team, one podcast. 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 One team, one pod